You're listening to the System Save Me podcast, episode number 148. Today, we're going to be talking all about how to profit plan using QuickBooks. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm Jordan Gill, and my business love language is efficiency. Because who doesn't want to sit pina coladas on the beach while your business runs on autopilot? If your business depends on you, you don't own one. You have a job. We're here to fix that. Now, with over 150 episodes, this is the System Save Me podcast. Before I dive into this episode, I want to share with you a tool that totally makes me want to shout from the rooftops, I'm in love, I'm in love, and I don't care who knows it, Acuity Scheduling. I've had Acuity for over five years, so we're basically in a common law software marriage. Anywho, I'm going to tell you one way I use Acuity to save me time. Have you ever needed someone to schedule a time with you and send you a photo or document? No more searching your inbox for podcast guest photos or clients' random notes. Enter Acuity's ability to include a file upload question in your intake form. Simply go to the intake form subtab to create a new form, and inside the form, add the question named file upload. You can capture pictures, documents, music files, and more up to a five megabyte limit. Save the insanity that is your inbox and keep everything inside of Acuity for easy client management. If you wanna learn more from my free training about how to use Acuity in your business or start using Acuity today, go to systemsamey.com slash Acuity for life. That's A-C-U-I-T-Y for life. All right, now back to the show. Hey, y'all. I'm so excited to share this guest with you today. I actually just got to spend the weekend with her, so be jealous. Melanie, how are you doing today? Hey, Jordan. I am doing great. How are you? Awesome. I'm doing pretty good. Can't complain. Can't complain. So let's start off by having you just shoot us a couple details about you and your business. Okay. Yeah, sure. Well, first of all, I have to say I am so excited to be on your podcast today. I'm a longtime listener, first time caller. (laughs) And it's just (laughs) so surreal, you know, to actually be on your podcast after listening for so long. So thank you for having me today. Absolutely. So my name is Melanie Bledsoe, and I am a CPA with the heart of a teacher. I'm the owner of Bledsoe Consulting Services, and I work with small service-based businesses, and I provide them tax and accounting services. So those services include income tax preparation, tax planning, bookkeeping, QuickBooks training, account cleanup, and so much more. But what I really enjoy doing is educating my clients. So I educate them by helping them to understand their financial statements and certain elements of their tax returns so that they can use that knowledge to make smart business decisions. So I'm all about helping my clients to maximize their profit and minimize taxes owed during tax time. Woohoo. I don't know who doesn't want to sign up for that, but uh, yeah, everybody should be raising their hand for what Melanie is all about. And I'm excited to uh, dive in deeper into that. So let's go ahead and shift into the process that we're going to be talking about, which is really how to profit plan using QuickBooks. So kind of take us, um, you can describe either your business or your client's businesses before they have implemented QuickBooks and really managing their budget in their business. 
Yes. So when I started my business, it was in 2016, and I was still working full time in a corporate accounting role. So I created this business on the side. And before implementing the budgeting tool in my business, I was using a system called the HOPE method. Are you familiar with that, Jordan? Uh, No, but I'm intrigued. (laughs) Yes. So what the HOPE method is, is you just sit there and you say, I hope I get some clients. I hope I'm profitable. I hope I get a return on my investment. (laughs) I hope I make some money. You know, it's not really a system. You're just hoping for the best. Oh gosh. Yeah. (laughs) And you know, I was still figuring out my target market and my services. I didn't even get a website until the end of 2017. So up until that point, I was just in this survival mode. And most of my clients they came through referrals. And even though I made sure to have the basic things in my business in place, like client agreements, bookkeeping system, separate bank accounts, and all of my licenses, I just didn't have a budget because it was just far from my mind. I I had too many other things that I needed to focus on first. Yeah. Oh, totally. I think that plus a lot of people, when it comes to money, they just are like, yeah, like, you know, it's coming in, it's going out, you know, like it's fine. And, uh, and I mean, I, I feel like, especially in people's personal lives, that's how they are. So then naturally in your business, you're going to be very similar. So what was it that kind of like finally drove you to put a process in place? Was it a moment? Was it just like a culmination of just not having it for a long time? What was it that like, was like, all right, this is it. We gotta, we gotta change this up. Well, in 2017, after the tax season was over and, you know, I had relocated from Nashville, Tennessee, where I was born and raised to the Dallas area in January of 2017. So I was dealing with the move and then working with tax season and then still working my corporate job. So it was one of those things where after I finally got adjusted, it was around the summertime, I started to realize that I wanted to take my business full time. And so I knew that I needed to get more serious about it. And I had to be more strategic about growing my business so that I could replace my corporate salary. So I posted a video on YouTube about how to create a budget and how to use the budgeting reports. And then I created one for myself. And I know for some, the word budget may be kind of like a yucky word because, you know, your initial thought is, oh, I'm being restricted or you think of going over budget in terms of spending. But in my personal finances, I had used the Dave Ramsey method and I just saw the freedom that came from being so strategic about my spending and paying off debt that I knew that even though my business wasn't in debt and it it was profitable that I did need to get to the point where I had enough of a steady stream of income to replace my significant corporate salary. So if you don't like using the word budget, then you can use the phrase profit plan. And I'm totally stealing this term because I think I probably heard it on a podcast. And when I heard it, I was like, yes, I love that because Yes. You know, a budget is not just about monitoring your expenses, but it also includes your revenue and overall profits or net income. Yes, totally. I know the words budget and diet and like any of those words, it's like, mm-mm, I can't, 
can't think about it, don't want to do it, um, all that sort of stuff. So I like that you've kind of rephrased it as profit plan. So go ahead and start walking us through the steps that you took to create this plan. And obviously we're going to be talking about QuickBooks specifically. Um, Walk us through what QuickBooks is as a tool and then we'll kind of go into the steps. Okay. Yes. So QuickBooks itself is an accounting system. And what I really love about it is that it helps managing your bookkeeping so much easier because you just connect your bank accounts or your credit card accounts to the software and it automatically feeds into the software and then you just post it and categorize it to wherever it needs to go for um, your chart of accounts and your income statements. So I love using it because it just helps me to stay organized so that you're not having to scramble and look for receipts during tax time. And for me, you know, I already had some steps in place because I love doing bookkeeping and it's part of what I do for my clients. Um, But for your audience, I definitely wanted to share five steps that you'll want to go through when creating a profit plan. Perfect. Take us through. Okay. So the first step is to get an accounting system. Of course, I'm biased. I love QuickBooks, but you can use so many other accounting systems out there. And if you're not using one, I recommend starting to use one because when you create a budget, it just makes the process so much simpler and more efficient. Yes. And so the second step, I'm sorry, what did you say? Oh, yeah. I was saying, yeah, I totally, totally agree. Just like finding the the tool that's going to work for your, your way of thinking. Absolutely. Because if you don't get a tool that works for you, then you're not going to use it. And then that kind of makes it worthless to spend your time doing it if you're not going to get value from it. Yep. So after you get the first step of getting the accounting system, then the second step is to make sure your bookkeeping records are clean and that your bank reconciliations are complete. So once you start using that bank feed feature, which is when you connect your account, and the transactions start to automatically flow into the software. Once you post those transactions, you'll want to reconcile it to the bank statement because you wanna make sure that what you have in QuickBooks actually matches what you have in your bank. And if they don't, then you know that you may have some errors or maybe you're missing some transaction. Gotcha, yep, that's key. The third step is to actually create the first draft of the budget. So in QuickBooks, you have to have the subscription level of QuickBooks Online Plus in order to access the budgeting tool. And if you don't have that level, then you can do something else. Like even if you're not using QuickBooks and you're using something else, you may be able to create a budget in the Excel spreadsheet. Um, It will take more time, but you can still get it done even if you're doing it manually. So when you create that profit plan, you have the option to pull the actual data from the current or the previous year. And when you do that in QuickBooks, that function allows you to have a starting point so that you don't have to enter all of your data from scratch. I think that's the biggest thing is so many of these people are doing it like, Excel spreadsheet and like sometimes even in a notebook, which I just like can't even imagine. And I've been doing it with a spreadsheet. My bank is a little finicky with bank feeds. So I've Mm -hmm. I've personally just had some issues with 
basically every piece of software that I've tried to <laughs> put it in. And I'm like, this is annoying. So I'm either have to do some, some bank shifting or whatever else. But if you can get it in the software, because again, like keeping it on a piece of paper or Excel sheets, there's just a lot more room for error. Exactly. And it's just not as efficient. You know, when you use the software and you'll see as I continue on with the steps, it's not one of those things where you just create the budget and you never look at it again. You consistently are editing it and reviewing it so that you can make sure that it's useful for your needs. Totally. All right. What's next? All right. So the fourth step is to add in your projections and adjust the budget as needed. So here are some questions to get you started. And if you're listening, you can maybe do a bookmark or maybe take note of the timestamp and grab your notepad or whatever you want to do, because these are some good questions that you're going to want to ask yourself. So the first set of questions will be centered on revenue. So you'll ask yourself, what do I expect my revenue to be for the year? Do I expect a certain percentage of growth? Do I know of certain projects that may be coming my way that will increase my revenue in comparison to the prior year. Questions like these are going to help you to adjust the revenue targets in your budget so that it serves as your revenue goal for the year. The second set of questions are centered on expenses. So most likely you already have a set of uh, amount of expenses from subscriptions like Depsado, Boomerang, I have an expense for my co-working space that comes out every month. So those may be some expenses that are set. And if you mm. use QuickBooks, the budgeting tool, then you will already have pulled that information from your prior year data. So this is like the first set of data. And then you will be able to layer in additional expenses. So then you'll ask yourself, what type of new expenses am I expecting? Am I going to have additional subscriptions? Do I have business trips planned? Am I going to attend some events that maybe I didn't attend last year? Mm -hmm. Are there any expenses that are tied to my revenue growth? So what that means, for example, is with me, I prepare tax returns. So I have to purchase the return and I have to purchase e-filing credits in order to file it on behalf of my clients. So if I plan on completing more returns in order to grow my revenue, then I also need to plan on the increased expenses associated with that growth. Yeah. So those are the questions you want to consider for the expense side of things. And then the last set of questions are centered around your net income, also referred to as your bottom line or your profit. So once you have plugged in your revenue and your expenses, then what you'll do is scroll down to the bottom and see what your net profit is. So for example, if you are a sole proprietorship or a single member LLC and your taxes a sole proprietorship, and all that means is that you have a Schedule C that's being completed along with your 1040 personal return, then that profit may be paying yourself a salary. It could be used for reinvesting into the business. It may be paying off debt or helping you to achieve whatever other business goal you may have. So once you plug in your revenue and expenses and you get down to your profit, you may see that you need to increase your revenue or maybe you need to reduce your expenses so that you can have enough profit to achieve your business goals. So I know I cover quite a bit um, and there's definitely more questions that you can ask 
in this budget creation process. And you can get pretty granular, but if it's not your cup of tea, then definitely ask someone who provides the service and for most people, it's going to be the bookkeeper. But if not, then that's when you want to start looking for someone who provides more CFO type services. Yeah, I mean, I love that you organize the questions in those in those five areas. And I think that the biggest thing is when you mentioned, you know, the fixed expenses, but also those unexpected expenses that can happen as well. And, and it, making room for those so that it's not super crazy when they, when they come up. So that's super helpful. Is there any sort of like either, I don't know, money mindset around like budgeting that you can suggest? You know, I am just wrapping up the book profit first. Um, I yes. think it's, a really great read um, for those who may feel like they need to spend all of their money because they see it sitting in the bank. You yep. can use either that method or you can use this budgeting type method. And I do plan on sharing some more information about this on my YouTube channel mm -hmm. um, about how you can make it more of a realistic approach. But that's what this budgeting is helping you to do. It's helping you to realize that yes, I want to be a profitable business. I want to be able to pay myself and I can plan ahead for these things so that I'm not surprised if something does unexpectedly come up, you know, I've planned for it. Yep. I love that. I love that. And yeah, profit first is something I'm, I'm familiar with as well and have like 70% adapted. Uh, I think that there's always room for tweaking and, and, building in your personal preferences and stuff like that. So, but it can help to have a framework like yours or profit first to kind of help you at least get started and, and start the process of, of systematizing and, and having a little bit more structure around your finances. So yes. And then the fifth and last step. <laughs> oh yes. The last one. <laughs> so the last step is once you've created the budget is to actually use the budget reports. So you want to make sure that you're evaluating your progress on a regular basis. So this may be quarterly, monthly, or even more frequently. And my favorite report in QuickBooks is to use the budget versus actual report. So what it is, is the report with four columns. The first column has the actual data or what the current results are. The second column is the budget column. So that's the one that you created during the budgeting process. And then the third column is the over budget column. And so that tracks the difference between columns one and two. So for example, if your revenue budget for the month was $10,000 and then you made $11,000, then you would show being $1,000 over budget, which on the revenue side of things would be a positive. And right. then the fourth column shows the percentage of the budget achieved. So I know for my budget versus actuals report, I look at it weekly um, because I want to see how I'm progressing toward my monthly revenue goal. So it serves as a motivator for me because if I'm halfway through the month and I see that I'm not at least halfway to my revenue goal, then it pushes me to figure out how to increase my sales. And so for my clients, I use the budgeting reports to plan the year, and then I use it as a basis to create that tax plan for the year so that I can estimate taxes for them and provide them with quarterly amounts so that when it's time to file their return, they're not surprised about what they owe during tax time because they've been chipping at it throughout the year. Yeah, yeah. 
I so, so agree. Yeah. The budget versus actual definitely can, uh, can give you some good insights. That's for sure. So with all those steps, and obviously we've been talking about finances for this whole episode. So now we're going to turn the tables on you and ask you um, some of the final questions. So in general, what was your best financial investment in business? So I would say the investments I make to help develop me as a person, as a business owner, and as a CPA. So that includes my Audible subscription, events like Board of Brilliance Live. I felt like that was an incredible investment. And then for my continuing education, it's required that I have a certain number of hours to keep my my license active. So at first, I attended as many free webinars as I could, but I started to realize that I wasn't gaining a lot of value from those free webinars. Uh, And, you know, sometimes you just get what you pay for, right? (laughs) So I started investing in courses um, that I knew would help elevate me to that next level as a CPA. And it would also provide more value to my clients and to small business owners who may not even be my clients, but I'm educating them through talks or I'm sharing information on my YouTube channel. So I felt like those were the best financial investments for me. Yeah, I would have to agree. And then lastly, what was your worst financial investment in business? Well, as you've probably figured out, I am very strategic when it comes to spending money. I'm very frugal. So I wouldn't say that I have any poor financial uh, business investments to share, but uh, there are areas where I've wasted my time and my time Mm -hmm. definitely has a cost. So I try to be mindful of how I spend my time and I make sure not to sign up for too many free challenges or webinars because if I participate in too many things, then it ends up distracting me from my primary goals. Yep. So, so agree. It can, uh, time is, is definitely more valuable than money um, for me as well. So, oh, I yeah. get that. Uh, so where can people find you online? Give websites, social media, all the places. Yeah. So everything is Bledsoe Consulting Services. So my website is BledsoeConsultingServices.com. I like to hang out most on Instagram and that's just at Bledsoe Consulting Services. And then I use my YouTube channel to post videos like how to create a budget. I have a video on that, um, how to pay your taxes online. And the name of that channel is Bledsoe Consulting Services. Perfect. And we'll have all of that linked up in the show notes in the description. So you can find Melanie super, super easily. So thank you so much, Melanie, again, for coming on and and sharing with us about profit planning. Thank you so much, Jordan. I really enjoyed it. Thanks for listening to System Safety. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes or send a screenshot on Instagram while tagging us at System Safety. Don't forget to check out the workflow template shop at systemsamey.com to help you work less and make more.